Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Breaking the tension of a fight can be really hard. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to share with you techniques, thoughts, tools, tips even, that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone to turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible, even relationally. Yeah, that's one of the most important things, I think. Because, you know, Yetta, when we're having a rip-roaring fight... And it's funny because, well, it's not funny during the fight because- Are you telling people we actually have fights? Yes, absolutely. And we dig our heels in Mm -hmm. and we become stubborn. Right. Have you ever been called stubborn by me? No. (laughs) Your nose (laughs) is growing. (laughs) Oh, right. It's longer than it used to be. Okay. So I've been called stubborn by you and by a few other folks. Mm -hmm. And have you ever been called stubborn? Yes. And when we dig our heels in- and we're arguing, one of us sometimes will break the tension right. with what? Laughter or smiles <laughs> or something fun. When you it's, realize how stupid you're being, because you're not really laughing at the other person, you're laughing at yourself. True. And, and when you break out in that laughter, then suddenly the ice is broken and we can... Right. So in this episode, we're going to learn how to lighten up even a little bit. And you may not be like Ken and I. You may be people that are calm, cool, and collected pretty much all the time. And yet what I would say to you is laughter, a little more laughter, a little more fun. Maybe it's not going to break the tension for you. For us, it definitely is needed to break the tension at times. For you, maybe it's a matter of just increasing the enjoyment that you're having in the day-to-day. Maybe you are calm, cool, collected, and really easy go with the flow, and yet don't have a ton of fun. So this is a way to bring fun, even if it's not about breaking the tension. So this is still for you if you are not like Ken and I and don't tear a strip off each other once in a while. I believe that people that are always calm are like ducks. I don't know that that's true. I think there are people that are naturally just calm by nature. All the you time, and I don't know never them disagree, well. never disagreeable, never wake well, up grumpy. Seldom. Well, I know what I do when I wake up grumpy. <laughs> yeah, I can get the joke wrong. You, You're going to have to you, tell it. You already. You already <laughs> okay, you tell it. it. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So you usually say, "Sometimes I wake up grumpy." Yeah. And sometimes I let her sleep in. Exactly. And I try so hard to tell jokes. So <laughs> that's actually one way we will break the tension is mm-hmm. I let him tell me a joke that I've heard a hundred times or more, maybe a thousand times or more. And that will break tension. Because you laugh because the delivery is so perfect. I know. And when I and then you <laughs> laugh when I try to tell it because the delivery is so, so off. <laughs> And so finding ways to break tension or increase the fun if you don't have tension, because I do believe there are people that are not like ducks. They're not calm, cool and collected on the top with their feet flipping like crazy underneath. They just live in a calm state. I know it's hard for you and I to relate to that. Mm. 
Yeah, and back when I used to get angry fairly easily, yeah. um, we we created some code words, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember what my code word was? Well, we've had more than one code word. We've had a few. Uh, the one was Victoria's Secret. Right. That was supposed to snap me out of a snit. Because <laughs> he wasn't going to be going to no Victoria's Secret store or any other lingerie store or seeing any of that stuff in our home if he didn't get out of his snit. Yes. And that was the point and the purpose. Yeah. So that one, I can't believe we just shared that with you. And there we are. It's not one we use anymore. Yeah. What about the word babe? Hey, babe. Oh, babe. Now that's another one. Babe actually started when we began in the real estate career. Actually, I'd been in the real estate career about five years. And then Ken was between opportunities, might we say. He'd started a few businesses. They had not succeeded at a high level. And so I was working hard, really hard for two. I appreciated it. Yeah, you appreciated it all right. <laughs> and he did help behind the scenes. So he was in real estate before he was in real estate because he was the sign install guy and he was the bearer creation guy, the new the guy, the newsletter that we're still doing now or publication, community publication since 1989, it's been around. And Ken used to create that. It would only take him 40 hours a month to put together a publication because it was cut and paste. It was before we really had computers. It was quite the jig. Anyway, and I so, failed Art 101, so cut and paste was tough for me. Mm-hmm. And so back in those days, the kids, one of them was in school full days. One was part-time. So Ryan became the runner and was with Ken when he was out doing all the real estate stuff. And then Ryan was going to full day school. And, you know, it was time for Ken to figure out what he was going to do when he grew up. Remember that? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what the point of the story is. The point is. of the story is where Babe came from, because if I don't share the backstory, it's kind of like, so often when you have a thing that becomes your code word or becomes the thing that breaks the ice that will make it lighter and easier, more fun for you, it comes out of real life mm. is the point of yes. the story. And so I said to Ken, it is time to put on your big boy pants and figure out what you want to do and either decide you want to join me in real estate for real, like for real, which as we all know, he then kind of didn't, no, really (laughs) did, including open the brokerage and helping hundreds of realtors and training programs. And so he's done the thing. But at that point, he couldn't decide. He was a little deflated. Have you ever been deflated because you tried a thing and it didn't work well and then you start to lose heart? Well, that's kind of what happened for Ken. So he didn't really think he brought that much value to the workplace at that point. Right? That got to do with anything. So I was pushing him. Well, because I kind of sound like the really bad guy in a minute. So I was pushing him and I was pushing him hard to make a decision one way or the other. Either become a realtor or don't become a realtor, but stop playing. Just do the thing. Yes. So. I can't even share this part of the story because then you yelled at me and called me something really not nice. Things we didn't even say to each other. So then we used the word babe. Instead. Yes. So you can all fill in the blank as to what he called me that day. So now, recently, Mm -hmm. we've noticed that we get triggered from time to time. Oh, no. And we do. So we were looking for a solution, not necessarily a solution to being triggered because being triggered really just says there's something unsettled. 
Mm-hmm. But it's what we do after we're triggered that is the issue, right? right? And so when we noticed each other being triggered, we normally do that in our tranquility room, which is, know, kinda- which is crazy, right? You're thinking, you people, yeah, in our tranquility room, we can get set off. Because we have deep conversations there. Yeah. And sometimes we touch nerves that are a little raw. Yeah. And so we put a bottle of water with a spray nozzle on it with a trigger. Yes. And we get to spray each other if we get triggered. And not that we get triggered, but if our response is inappropriate when we're triggered, the mm-hmm. other person gets to grab the spray bottle. And it's kind of like cat training. Squirt. <laughs> That's what we decided. But, you know, where it started was Ken said, I think we need some super soakers. And I thought that is going to ruin the room. So how do we dial it back? Mm. And we dialed it back and we only have one bottle. So it's whoever can grab it the fastest. So what we've learned is be grateful for Mm. triggers because they point Mm. the way to where we're not free yet. Exactly. I really, really, really want more fun in my life. We've created for you... Free access to over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips on real estate and on life. How to infuse more harmony even into your relationships and just have more fun in general. And the great news is you can get access to them from the home, from your office, or even on the go. So, yeah, maybe it's I want more fun people in my life. But I do want more fun. You know, when we do our kind of annual checkup and we look at, ooh, how did this year go? What do we want to add more of? What do we want to take away? What do we want to stop? That's a whole nother episode. But normally what I desire is more fun. It is more fun. So in this episode, what you're going to learn is how can we increase our fun? And it I'll give away the tip. It's Sometimes about yourself, just being a more fun person. It could be that. And often it's about how do we have more fun by bringing more fun people into our lives. Mm. And it's usually people that have similar interests or think the things that we think are fun are fun. Exactly. So one of the things we enjoy, and as we're talking about this, the whole idea is start thinking about what things do you find fun? Because I know about 25, almost 30 years ago, when we started with our first coach, our first live in-person real estate coach, Joe, he said, so what do you find fun? Like, what is your rose? What is your joy? What is your delight? What makes you laugh? What lights you up? And you know how long my list was? I didn't have answers. I didn't know what fun was for me. No wonder we weren't having any fun. And we so weren't. (laughs) (laughs) And so the idea is first get clear on what is fun for you. Because how can you have some fun if you don't know what it is? So as we share a few of our ideas of what is fun, they may spark some ideas of what is fun for you, or maybe you're not like me at all, and you already have a huge list of what fun is. Mm. Like I heard about this woman that wanted to find a man who was cultured, and what her definition of cultured was, was they go to the theater, and they they go to the (laughs) opera, 
and you know they they like fine art they go to art galleries and museums and they just they're cultured and so the question that the person posed to that woman was do you go there and she hadn't been going there regularly and and the answer was well if you're looking for people that like that then you need to go there to find the people Kind of simple, huh? It is simple. And so what do you like to do? Is it soccer? Is it a sports arena that you can go to, a particular type of sport? Is it dance? Is it exercise? And I say that half wholeheartedly, half joking and half real, because exercise has been a real challenge for me. And we're going to do an episode in two weeks that we're going to talk about how to have fun inside of exercise. Even people that have leisure, what we call leisure, like camping or hiking or something like that, they'll run into people that do the same thing if they take that activity seriously, right? right? Or call all your friends, send out a Facebook post, who likes doing this? Which would be embarrassing. Why would it be embarrassing? Tell me more about that. Because sometimes putting ourselves out there, letting people know what we enjoy can feel, at least for Yetta, we have a tendency to think when people see me, they may judge me. Really? I think it might be feel embarrassing. Like if I said to, on social media or even on the radio, I'm lonely. Right. I might find that kind of like a call for help or just kind of, I don't know. I'm not going to put a word to it. But if I say, hey, I'm going to the soccer game, who would who would like to come with me? Or I'm going to the hockey game, or I like to play hockey, who, who wants to join our pickup league? That then doesn't feel like the same to me. It just feels like an invitation and people can gracefully say, no thanks, I'm, that's, not my, that's not my gig, that's not what I like. Or they can say, ooh. I didn't know there was a pickup league on Monday and Friday mornings. How do I sign up? Perfect. And so maybe it's also about how we ask the question. Because I thought that was really smart what you said, Ken. And maybe you're thinking the same thing. I know Ken just got some bonus points. He often says really smart things. Yeah. He often says really smart things. And occasionally he says things that are really unsmart. And I am no different than that. I think everybody who speaks, you know, the proverb says that a man is considered wise until he speaks. (laughs) And then maybe foolish. And so the idea that you thought you shared was how you ask the question may shift how you feel about asking to connect with somebody. Yes. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. I wish I would have thought of it. You did. That's oh, I did. Okay. Highlighting it oh, for you, honey. Thank you. And, you know, you can create events, mm. parties. I like a good party every once in a while. We've had some karaoke parties. We've had board game parties. We've had, you know, some of the board games are hilarious and they create laughter. They do. Fun. 
It is. And even they're not necessarily board games. Gestures is one we really like. Taboo is another one we really like. They're group games. And although groups has been a little harder to do lately, we've done some things on Zoom where we can open up the conversation and that way we can cross cultural lines and geographic lines. And that's kind of fun. So you don't, for us, it hasn't only been the fun in our home, although our home is set up for fun. Yeah, in the summertime, it's easier to have some groups over because you're outside, you're distancing, mm-hmm. and we uh, we bought an axe throwing kit. Now it's plastic, folks. Don't panic. Plastic <laughs> axes. The first time we said to somebody, <laughs> "I came home with an axe throwing game," <laughs> and the look on people's faces was a bit much, even for me. And yet, it's mm. plastic and it's fun, and it seems to be fun from about five, six years old to about eighty. Yeah, everybody has fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying if you're 88, you can't enjoy it. It's just the oldest person <laughs> we've had playing it was just turning 81. So there you go. So here's our challenge. This week, this coming week, figure out what you're going to do that's fun and invite some peeps, right? Like mm-hmm. go go somewhere where you think is fun. If it's dancing, find a dance club or a whatever if it's opera or or whatever go find that right absolutely and so the whole idea is just how do we lean into finding our fun so ken said go find where to have the fun you like and i'm gonna back it up a little tiny bit and say identify for you what is fun first we used to when the kids were little we had a list on the fridge of what things they enjoyed to do that were fun, that they thought were fun. Some of the things were things I said were going to be fun for them, which never really worked (laughs) very well. And yet when they said, I'm bored, then they could read the list and decide what would be fun. So maybe go back to a list. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with needing a memory jogger to tune us into what is fun because we get so caught up in what is required wired of us well at least i do and i suspect you might too if i plan for spontaneity how in the world can that be spontaneity or spontaneous or spontan how do you say that spontaneous yeah spontaneous right so we've enjoyed for over 30 years not only helping people buy and sell real estate and investing in real estate also helping people build their fun helping people build their faith helping people build their finances and even helping people deepen, heal, and flourish in the relationship. So really, 30 years of building life, home, and business, including figuring out... Spontaneity? <laughs> exactly. Like, really, like, how can you schedule that spontaneity? It's supposed to be spontaneous. All right. So in this episode, we're going to learn how to have more fun and more intentionality around fun. And so when we build spontaneity, yeah, or we we plan for spontaneity, that's really what we're saying. What it uh. means is leaving margin in our calendar. Don't cram so much stuff in there that there ain't no time for fun. So what you're saying is don't schedule minute by minute right through the day until I'm exhausted. Actually put some time in there. That's margin. It's open. So that's planning for spontaneity. Because if I have room, if I have space, if I have 
time built into my calendar, into my schedule, into my day, then guess what? I get to have a whole lot more fun. And so I am planning for the spontaneous. And I know when I first heard that, I thought the same thing Ken did. Like, you kidding me? How can I be spontaneous? How can I plan for spontaneousness? It just don't make any sense. You heard how hard it was even to not trip up on the word. And yet we have a tendency to fill our life so full. Have you ever done it? So full that there is no room for laughter and fun and joy. And we don't want that for you. We don't want that for ourselves. And so every lesson we share, yeah, you got to know we've learned probably the hard way. We've learned through experience. The best way, the best way, the hard <laughs> through, way, through, through experience. experience. Yes. Right. So to-do lists. Yeah. Everybody's got a to-do oh. list. Sometimes your Saturday might be full of the honey-do list, uh, you know? And will they ever be 100% complete? No, because the, the cool thing with a to-do list, as soon as you type three things off, you put six more on because the imagination is alive and well. And mm-hmm. you get to see all the things that need doing. So the reality is your to-do list will never be totally done. So a to-done list probably brings more joy and is something worth celebrating. What did you get done? Oh, so a little bit of celebration. So we can leave room in our calendar for celebrating the things we accomplished. We can. Yes. And what kind of things would we do to celebrate Knocking some stuff off our to-do list, honey. Okay, this is Confession 101. You, I can feel myself cringing. And Ken wrote this story. And when he did, I thought, no, 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 no. We're now going down this path. And I didn't I, write it. I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, we talk about it on this show. And I thought, no, 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 no. Because it, again, shows you Yetta's true character. And her true nature was that my way to celebrate accomplishing something on the to-do list was to add some more things to the to-do list. Or to do another thing right. on the to-do list right. would or be to, celebration. Right. Accomplish another thing that was there would be celebrating that we did something. And we had a little heated moment around that. <laughs> no, no, no. Many, many heated moments around that because that was an idea that I thought Ken could adopt. For many years, and it fell flat year after year after year. So now, as much as it takes some effort for me, because I'm a recovering celebrate by doing another item on the to-do list, I back off. We used to think stroking it off was enough celebration. Yeah, I did. Oh, then And then doing another thing became the next thing. Yeah. 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 So maybe you're not like me and maybe you are like me. So now you're off the hook. Well, not really. Now you're on the hook to figure out what ways can you celebrate. So why don't you share some celebration idea, Kens? Because this comes easier to you than it does to me. I can celebrate with a back rub. I could celebrate with a ice cream cone. I could celebrate with a movie. Uh I could celebrate with a walk in the park. Celebrate with... A adult beverage. Mm-hmm. I could celebrate with huh, all kinds of things, you know, like a, a sitting on the on the deck, enjoying the sun and watching the sun go down. And celebrating for me often is the acknowledgement of the thing that you did. 
is not ignoring it. Like uh, there was a time where I didn't even kind of notice I had accomplished anything. So it was just like on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So as much as we were teasing yet a minute ago, there is something good about acknowledging that you actually accomplished something and accomplishing the contribution that the other mm -hmm. person like my honey Ken did toward completing what was required. Yeah, I actually listened to a country song the other day and, and it was really cool because he said he was going to put on his to-do list the really important things. And it was like watch the sunset, play catch with his son, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. So what would you like to put on your to-do list that would be fun for yourself and for those that you care about? And so the idea here is schedule it. Like you have about a thousand making, making a thousand minutes a day of memory making. Ah, I covered well. <laughs> nice job. So without, approximately a thousand minutes. If we say there's 1,440, if we say we sleep about 440, which is eh, depending on who you are, probably close. And they have about a thousand minutes left over. And so there's eating and there's driving and there's working. And so how can you plan even 30 minutes for spontaneity, 60 minutes for spontaneity and let the fun show up inside of the margin, inside of the excess of time rather than have every minute scheduled. Mm. Yeah. Schedule a date night. Yeah. Whether it be with your, your love or your a family member or grandchild uh, and take one out at a time. It's so special. It, it's actually a lot calmer <laughs> <laughs> than taking seven at once. Yes, 100%. And so life's a game. Life is a game. And the whole point is? Have fun playing. Have loads of fun playing the game of life. So what will you do to have fun? How will you schedule? We would love to hear what you come up with. Because we are honored to be on the journey of life in real estate and having a blast with you and with each other every day of this life. It is a game. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team.